What's up, everybody? We're throwing a leather. I'm Justin. I'm Corey. And tonight is UFC 271. The long-anticipated rematch between Israel Adesanya and Robert Whittaker for the undisputed middleweight championship. Yeah, they've been wait waiting for this one. Rematch. This is... See, I understand why Izzy fought Vittori back in June. It's because he didn't want to wait for Whitaker. Again, as a champion, he had every right to say, no, nah, I'm going to fight in June. Yeah. Um, but everybody knew Vittori shouldn't have been in that fight. No, no, definitely not. Which, it's so wild because Marvin's ranked two right now in that division. Whitaker's obviously... One, he's yeah. one. Brunson's three, and... Uh, no, excuse me, Cannoneer's three, Brunson's four, excuse me. Yeah, and that fight is also tonight. Yeah, that's the feature bout. That fight is super slept on. Yes. Yeah, that one is... Obviously, everybody's been talking. Was it the number one contender? It, that's definitely a title eliminator, provided... Like, if Izzy wins tonight, he's definitely going to fight the winner of that. Yeah. If Whitaker wins, my Re guess is it'll be a rematch. A rematch, yeah. yeah we're going to see a trilogy. Which, you can't deny it. I mean, is he no, probably the best champion that this division's had since Anderson Silva, so... Yeah. And then, I, I believe he, you know... I think Izzy's the only one out of all the champions that can pick his own fight. Nah, he really could. Yeah. He really could. Like, he's got that... I don't want to say the... Who he's got, that, the, he's the got Dana, that if fat Dana White privilege. The, the Dana White privilege. Well, he just signed a new deal that's made him one of the highest paid fighters in the sport. Yeah. He's got, he's got the it factor, though. That's the thing. People want to watch Izzy fight. Yeah, and he's, he's like, what Chill likes to say, he's good on the stick. Yeah. I mean, he's good on the mic, and, I mean, when Izzy's on, yo, there's not a more entertaining man in the sport. No. And, and you know, he's been... Whitaker's not the most outgoing. No. Um. So, I mean, I could see him definitely as a champion, but he's not going to be that, like... Boisterous kind of guy, yeah, like, yeah, like Izzy. Yeah. yeah, he's not gonna be out there, and you know, he'll do his stuff, but he's not gonna be like. He's not gonna be as as boisterous, I guess. Yeah, he he's not. Be... He's not. He's not as charismatic as Izzy. Yeah, Izzy's he's not as charismatic. Um, but looking at that division right now, I mean, there's just such like a disconnect from Izzy Whitaker and everybody else. Yeah, I mean, you have Izzy as a champion, Whitaker number one contender. Vittori at two, Izzy just destroyed Marvin. Um, Cannonier at three, who Whitaker beat. Brunson at four, who both of them beat. Costa at five, who Izzy dismantled. And then the next guy would be Sean Strickland at six. But, I mean, I wouldn't mind seeing Cannonier and Adesanya. That's an interesting uh, matchup. Yeah. That's interesting. Because I doubt that's going to be a, a, a grappling affair. No, they would, no way. Yeah, they would stand for that. I mean... Cannoneer's only loss at middleweight, I believe, is against Whitaker. So, and you know, that was also a pretty dominant win for Whitaker, though. At least I thought it was. I know Cannoneer took like one round of that fight, but it was clear who won it. Yeah, and if you know you you lose to Whitaker, it's not. Yeah, I mean, losing to Izzy and losing to Whitaker, that there's no shame in that. I mean, not at all. But, I mean, that division, and then uh, Izzy's coach Eugene Behrman said he'll probably go up again to light heavyweight one day. See, my only thing with that is I think he needs to approach it differently. And again, I'm not a, a coach. I'm not a fighter. But I think the big thing that prohibited him from beating Jan Blachowicz is he said, oh, I'm not going to worry about putting on any extra weight 
or any extra muscle or anything. I'm just going to weigh in and, and call it a day. And he weighed in at like 200 pounds, and it's just different because Blahovich probably outweighed him by 20 pounds on fight night. Yeah, if not more. Yeah. Which tonight, there's no way Whitaker's going to weigh more than him. If anything, he might weigh more than Whitaker. Yeah, I think Whitaker's more, he has more mass yeah. than Izzy. But, I, yeah, I think he, it'll, if he does outweigh him, it'll be a, I, I don't think it'll be too much. It'll no, be, it's not going to be. It'll be very, yeah. you know, a little, little amount. It's just, it's it's weird to me because, I don't, I don't know. There's just such a, I think, a disconnect with the rest of the division from Izzy Whitaker and everybody else. Like, they're just so, it's like, it's like Usman Covington and everybody else. It's like that kind of situation. Yeah. And it seems like most of the divisions, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I mean, lightweight, lightweight stacked right now. That's one yeah. division where the entire top ten is loaded. I mean, welterweight is the same kind of, you know, situation, but I don't know. I mean, you have Covington, who Usman beat twice. Burns, who Usman beat. Um, Jorge, who Usman beat. I mean, Leon's going to be next. They said probably in July at International Fight Week 276. Yeah. And um, he, 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 gets, he should get that fight. Yeah, I mean, Leon deserves it. You know, just give him the title fight, call it a day. I don't think he beats Usman, but... No, I have a hard time. I think the only person would beat Simpson anytime recent. The only person who I think could give Usman trouble is Chimaev. But again, I, I still say we have to pump the brakes on him just a little bit until he beats a top guy. Like what he did to Li Jingliang was impressive. I'm not gonna deny that. Yeah. But let him ragdoll a guy like Gilbert Burns like that. Then we'll talk about him beating Kamara Usman. Yeah. Until I, I then, think people are um, they're jumping the gun. Are putting way too much on him. Because another thing is, now he's going to have expectation. And, I mean, people are saying he's going to come out here and he's just going to run through Usman, who is, aside from George St. Pierre, the greatest welterweight this octagon's ever seen. Yeah. So that's, pump the brakes. Again, let him do that. Like, if he does it to Gilbert Burns, okay, then we're talking about Chimaev potentially giving Usman trouble. Yeah. But I, I don't, I don't want to hear that until, until then. And I listen. I think he has that potential. I mean, we've seen the guy fight. He is like, he's a savage. Yeah. But again, I. You gotta. We just need to see him do it to a top five you gotta guy. Have top, you know, some top guys. For sure. Um, looking ahead a little bit, UFC 272 got more stacked. Did you see that? I did not. Rafael uh, dos Anjos versus Rafael Fiziev, which was supposed to main event next week got pushed to the co-main of 272. It's still a five-rounder, though. Oh, okay. So that's the uh, first card in UFC history where the main and co-main are going to be five-round non-title fights. Oof. But they're both bangers. That's the thing. I mean, that's that card's not looking bad because you're probably also going to have Kevin Holland and, and Cowboy Oliveira, and that's a great fight. Um, Marina Rodriguez and Jan Jonan, possibly a strawweight title eliminator, and then Bryce Mitchell and Edson Barboza. So... UFC 272 is looking pretty good, but Covington Masvidal selling that card. Yeah, that. You want to talk about that a little bit? I mean, I think everybody knows the backstory, and if you yeah. don't, you know, it's. They used to be training partners. Um, I think they were roommates at one point. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Covington slept on, on Masvidal's couch. They, they, they've been in each other's corner for several fights. Yep. I think, I could be wrong, I'd have to check this, but I think Masvidal was in Covington's corner when he beat Dos Anjos to win the interim title. Uh, yes, I think he was. Yeah. So I mean, these guys were 
very, very close. Yeah, and then they kind of, you know, I think Covington had some issues with American Top Team. Yeah, and I don't, I don't even know how it happened, the disconnect. Yeah, and then... But it, it did, and it happened <laughs> quick. And and let's just say Masvidal is... Well, Masvidal, he said he got the cops called on him several times. Because Masvidal is, you know, real, like, if I see you in person, it's on site. And Covington's not like that. Masvidal <laughs> is. See, it's a lot like, I hate to say it, like Connor Khabib. Connor, it's theatrics. Khabib, yeah. it's life. That's how it is for, for Masvidal. So, yeah, Masvidal is... He takes it personal. That's his... I mean, he grew up like that. So, you know, it's... You can't say Covington... You know, I would say Covington is a... You know, they're both fighters, but... It's not it's, the same. It's No. It's not the same. Like, when you say it's life, that's his legit life. He grew I mean, up on the street fighting people. Yeah, I mean, he was doing the street fighting in Miami when he was, like, 14. Yeah. I don't know. I just... I think... I personally... I don't know if Masvidal's going to beat him. I don't think he'll beat him. But if Masvidal can hurt him, <laughs> it sounds it sounds bad. I mean, Colby's a minus 365 favorite. That's yeah. huge. It sounds bad. But I think if Masvidal can... Masvidal obviously wants to win. But he wants to hurt Covington. Yeah, he's not trying to get, you know, a decision. Yeah, he, he. I mean, his last tweet or Instagram post, whatever it was, uh, he said he's like, "I'm gonna, I want to break your face." This is personal. You know, this isn't just like, you know, uh, Nate Diaz McGregor talk back and forth. I think this is a more heated rivalry. Much more. I'm telling you right now. I've, I've been saying this. This is one of the biggest rivalries in the history of the UFC. Yeah, I think because so too. there's never been one with more backstory. I'm trying to think back to. Earlier UFC, if when the only one that I can even compare to it would be Chuck and Tito, but even then, like they weren't roommates and stuff; they were just teammates. I mean, they were friends, but I mean, this is just a different. Yeah, I level. think they were friends at one point, and then you know Tito won the title and started becoming more popular, and you know, and then Chuck started coming up, and they got you know some bad blood, but mm-hmm. nothing to this level of. No. Hatred towards each other. It was also because Chuck wanted to fight for the belt, and Tito's like, I'm not fighting him because they were friends, even though he just didn't want to fight Chuck. And Chuck was the opposite. Chuck would have fought anybody. Yeah, Chuck was just, he was just trying to scrap. Um, and, you know, this is just different. This is just heated. Yeah. It's, is... These guys don't like each other. And it hasn't always been that way. I mean, they were literal roommates at one point. Yeah. He, you know, he, he brought him in and let him. Live and it wasn't just for like a few weeks. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. This was a lot. Like he he stayed in the house for a long time. Yeah, this is this is as heated as I think we've ever seen. Like Connor and Khabib, for example, that was a lot of selling it to sell pay per views. Connor and Nate, that's exactly what it was. Yeah. This now, this is different. I don't think Khabib likes Connor. You know, I think he. Really has a dislike for him. Yeah, and even more so after the fight with Khabib and his team. Yeah. But speaking of Khabib and his team, um, two weeks tonight, Dariush versus Islam Mahashev. 
That's a huge fight. That's a title eliminator. Whoever mm-hmm. wins that's getting a title fight. I'm pulling for Benil, man. Yeah, that's going to be a decent one. I just, it's weird. I don't want to sound like a casual or sound arrogant, but I don't really want to see another Khabib. Yeah, I know what you mean. I don't, I don't mean it mean. It's just like, and again, we have a champion now in Oliveira who's so damn fun to watch. I yeah, mean, he I is, think, he's I just... so multidimensional and so fun to watch. Not that Islam Makhachev is one-dimensional, but he's not, I don't think, as well-rounded as Charles Oliveira. Yeah, I know what you mean. Like, his, you know. I mean, nothing against him, you know what I mean? It's just... But it's, it's the same stuff. He, he, he wants to take you to the ground and... Ground and pound. Yeah. He wants to smash your face. But, and a lot of the times it comes off bad because if you can't get to it, it's just, it looks like he's just laying there. Yeah. Or, just, you know. So. And there's also this kind of narrative that he's unbeatable. And mm. I don't think that's fair considering who he's fought. Now, his most recent win was Dan Hooker, but and I was impressed. I was impressive. I'm not going to sit here and say I wasn't impressed. I was. I mean, he yeah. submitted Dan Hooker in like two minutes. I mean, that's impressive. Yeah. Dan also took that fight on like a month's notice, not even. Food for thought. Yeah. No training camp, really. So, um, man, he's a big favorite, too. He's another minus 365 favorite. Who's that? Makachev. Yeah, I kind of figured he would be up there. I think that I think the disrespect to Dariush is real. Yeah, I think that you know the not to sound like a hater, but I think the UFC favors these guys. Well, Dana loves Khabib. That's what I mean. Yeah, and I think anybody in his team or you know these guys are gonna get you know preferential treatment. They're gonna get the title shots or or, or you know a top fight. I mean, I love if watch- they don't deserve it completely, they still might get it. Like, I love watching Khabib, but now that he's gone, I'm cool with who we have in that division. I'm cool with Oliveira, Poirier, Gaethje. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think who else is in that division right now, who's in the top. I'm having a complete... I mean, obviously, Dariush and, and Islam. Michael Chandler. Michael Chandler? Um, who's getting severely disrespected, by the way. I don't know why. Um, I know he's one and two in the UFC, but it's such a weird one and two. It's like he was so close to being champion, and then the fight of the year with Justin Gaethje. Yeah. Um, but they're talking about him and Tony Ferguson next. God, please don't make that fight. That's a terrible fight. Tony gets smashed. Nobody wants to see that fight. Oh. You know, if you tell me two years ago that the UFC might do a Tony Ferguson Michael Chandler fight. I'm like, oh my god, are you serious? Yeah, that's a tough fight. But, you know, after Tony got beat up by Gaethje and then Oliver and Dariush, there's just not much of an interest to me. Speaking of Tony Ferguson, today's his birthday. Happy birthday, El Kukui. Um, The fight that I wouldn't mind seeing in that division would be Chandler McGregor. Um, To that point, Nate Diaz, you see what he tweeted today? Yeah. How he wants to fight Poirier and then retire. Um, that's that's sad. That's kind of sad to see Nate go. So, you know, if for the UFC, it poses a question, what do you want his last fight to be, Poirier or McGregor? You know what he wants. He just said what he wants. He, I think Poirier-Diaz would be a higher draw than McGregor-Diaz. For me, I'd rather see Poirier-Diaz. But but, but, it, but it's the Connor. casuals, it's see, the casuals are gonna come out like crazy to see McGregor. Again. And plus McGregor Diaz, yeah. there's already history there. 
it's no doubt the UFC wants that fight. There's no doubt. I would rather see Poirier. It's a different challenge. And plus, rear naked choke. Nate could win that fight. Nate could definitely win that fight. I mean, he could beat Connor too. Yeah. But I think it does more for him at this stage if he, if beats, he beats Poirier. Poirier. Por- Poirier Diaz would definitely be the one that I want to see. Yeah, I would rather see that. 100%. I would. Those two. I would love for those two just to stand for five rounds. Yeah. That would be. Well, wild. you know that's what Nate's. Uh, what Dustin's gonna want to do because no oh, rear naked yeah. choke. <laughs> but no, not only just that, but the, the technical aspect oh of it of those two. That's more entertaining than me. And again, you know, I wouldn't mind if he fought Connor again, Nate. Yeah. But we've seen it twice. I want to see him fight Poirier. Now. I want to see something a little different. Yeah. Yeah, that would be a great fight, though. Oh, man, but and that's got to be a five-rounder. Oh, you have to make that a five-round. Five rounds of that? Uh, I mean, that's that's a main event of a pay-per-view, really. Oh, yeah. I mean, anything with Nate is a draw. You put Dustin on that. Well, how about if you did Nate, Nate Poirier, and then Chandler McGregor? Yeah, well, Poirier Diaz would be the co-main, then. Yeah, but still, I mean, that would be... Yeah, you could do that. that you could be... do that. <laughs> I would rather that than Chandler Ferguson. I mean, my God. Yeah, I, I think... Uh, but it's almost like a sacrificial lamb for the UFC. It's like, do you want McGregor to still be a top draw, or do you want Michael Chandler? Because if Chandler knocks him out, well, that's three in a row, and McGregor... Out the door. He's not out the door, but he's not a draw like he be was. Out the door. <laughs> I mean, he's, I don't know if it's a guaranteed million pay-per-views anymore. Yeah, that's the Because if he keeps losing and gets finished, who's going to want to watch him? Yeah. I mean, the diehard audience isn't going to care much anymore. Um, but the casual audience, once he starts losing, it's like, oh, I don't want to see this guy fight anymore. Yeah, the diehards would be like, same old, same old. Yeah, but, uh, you know, I, I'm wrong, though. It'd be more the casual audience who'd be like, well, this guy keeps getting knocked out. Why am I going to watch him? Yeah. I think uh, I think also that Chandler-Ferguson fight is kind of like a... Uh, Mismatch. I don't want to say a, a gimme for Chandler, but it's like... Uh, you know, here's, well, here's a fight that is going to get you back on track. The UFC recognizes that Ferguson's done at a top level. Chandler definitely isn't. And, I mean, you know, you give Chandler, I'm looking at the rest of the top five. You give him Dustin, I mean, that's a bad matchup. You give him, well, Darius Shamakachev for fighting. You give him the loser, I mean, that could be a bad matchup. Dos Anjos has a fight. Dan Hooker has a fight. Well, there's that featherweight, he's fighting Arnold Allen. Um... I mean, there's Gregor Gillespie, but, I mean, yeah. you know, McGregor Chandler is a big fight. That's a draw. That's a draw. And I, that'd be a great – that's an entertaining fight, too. Mm-hmm. And the stakes are higher, I think, for both of those guys. Like, Ferguson and Chandler, again, I just – I don't know if I'd hate – like, I'd watch it if it happened, but I'm not actively campaigning for that fight. Like, if it doesn't happen, I'm not going to be upset. No, I think it's that. To also, I mean, I think it basically comes out to that where, you know, you want to keep Chandler, you know, going forward. And and Tony Ferguson's a name, and it's going to draw. And it's a nice name to have on his, his resume. Yeah, so you're going to say, you know, and, and Jesus, this is the fight game. So, you know, Chandler has been caught. I mean, there's no, there's no <laughs> so, such thing as a as a gimme fight. There's easier. There's easier fights. Yeah. Like saying that Tony Ferguson's an easier fight than Charles Oliveira is probably a fact, but saying that Ferguson is an easy fight or a gimme fight, anything can happen in this sport. 
And, you know, it'd be Chandler's luck that El Kakui comes back and he gets smashed. Well, I mean, and, and Ferguson's not going to just go in there and, and... I'll tell you what, if that fight stays on the feet... That's yeah, interesting. Anything can That's happen. interesting. If it goes to the ground... I think Chandler has a way... He has a, a, yeah, a very big advantage. But, I mean, if it stays on the feet, that's more interesting. It's much more interesting. And I don't think Chandler's as good on the ground as Oliveira. So, you know, maybe Ferguson can get up or, you know, get a submission. It's it's The more I think about it, the more I'm like, you know, may, it's it's... I think it's a winnable fight for both guys, but I think it's... Uh, Chandler would be a pretty big favorite, I think. Yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, I think it's I, I think you know it's a name. It's going to be a draw, and if Chandler wins, okay, he gets back in the winning streak. If Ferguson wins, he takes his gloves off and puts him in the octagon and says, "I'm done." Or he tries to make you know. <laughs> Knowing Tony Ferguson, he would continue to try to make a run for the belt. Yeah, one hundred percent. One hundred percent. He's one of those guys who's not going to be done. No. Until it's and, like the UFC's like. We're not gonna. We're not gonna let you fight anymore. And Tony Ferguson is, like I said, with the draw, you know, on the microphone too. He's going to. Where you at, McNuggets? You. He's gonna be out there, and he's gonna be on Chandler. Oh God, yeah. So, I think that'll turn into, you know, a pretty hyped up fight. I thought that was gonna happen back in uh, 2020 when Chandler first got signed. I thought that was gonna be his debut. And I would have been real excited then yeah. because, you know, it was like at that time it was, okay, Ferguson lost his last fight. Is he really on the decline or, you know, was Gaethje just a better man that night? Well, I mean, we yeah. kind of found out our answer, but yeah. um, I would have been really psyched for him to fight Chandler back then. But, I mean, I was just, I'd still watch that fight, but is it a pay-per-view fight now or do you make that like the main event of a fight night? What's that, the Chandler? Um, Ferguson. I think I might put that like on a uh... – it could be on a pay per view. Uh, I would I would do that like third. Not I shouldn't say third. I feel like there needs to be a five rounder though. I don't think they'll do the five round with that. No. No. Especially with Ferguson because Chandler could go in there and ragdoll him for three rounds. Yeah, I mean if if it's a three round fight that benefits Chandler because his gas tank's not the best. Yeah. Um, whereas Tony Ferguson, he could just go at his pace the entire night. But that's why I wouldn't mind seeing Ferguson and Diaz. I don't think it's a big enough draw for Diaz. That's not main eventing a pay-per-view. Whereas Poirier Diaz is, and obviously McGregor Diaz. But I would uh, Poirier Diaz or Ferguson Diaz are the fights I want to see for Nate. I don't really want to see that Conor fight that bad. No, I would definitely go Poirier for sure. I mean, if I had a choice between Poirier or McGregor for, for Nate, it'd be Poirier. Mainly because we've seen him fight McGregor. You know, I personally think he won twice. You know... So Yeah, both fights were close. So we know how it would go. And we haven't seen him fight Poirier, and obviously if you take Poirier's back, things get real interesting. Yeah. So I think it's a more interesting fight. I mean we'll I don't know, we'll see what happens, you know? Yeah. Dana, we'll see what happens. <laughs> Dana. Goofball Dana. Speaking of Dana. Um, did you listen to Jake Paul's diss track on Dana? No. I've not heard of it, though. I've not listened to it. Hmm. Nope. I don't know. Well, I mean, I'm just, I'm just thinking now 
about that Nganu situation again. Because we haven't talked about that, I don't think, in detail since Nganu last fought. I know we briefly touched upon it with Goldie, but we haven't, like, no, yeah, talked yeah. about it. Um, I think there's a real chance that it doesn't, that he, he's, he's out. Um, I don't know. I, I, I don't think Dana's that, uh, vindictive. Yeah. I don't, I mean, I, I think it, he, you know, if he lost the title, yes. If he lost the title, he would have been on the end of his deal. He would have been shown the door. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he got the champion's claws in his corner though. Also, I don't think he would be that stupid to let him go right now. Yeah, there'd be a lot of backlash. People would be so pissed off if he let him go. Yeah. I'd be pissed off. I mean, yeah, it's... We'll, we'll see what happens because... It, it'll tell when, when if he gets a contract and how many fights he gets. I think he's going to be a one-fight basis. I don't think he's now, getting see, more if than it, that. If it's, if it's a one-fight basis, then I think that kind of tells you everything. I think you need to make... Well, he's going to be out the rest of the year. Yeah. So I think you have to do an interim title. But well, he said, yeah. He except said this time... We don't know. But. Except this time it makes sense. You know, the title back in August, that made yeah. no sense. This time it makes sense because he's going to be out for the year injured. So I think you do Stipe and John Jones because who would not want to see that fight? For the, for the interim, interim title. title. And then winner fights Francis, hopefully. If not, winner gets promoted to Undisputed and fights next man up. Well, you mean, yeah, I think... Well, he, I think he did say at the press conference that he will... Um, We'll be talking to Ngannou soon. I think they talked yesterday or today, and it didn't go well, I don't think. I could be wrong, though. I may, I, I don't know. I may have seen a wrong report. Um, I think one, they said he was he was gone already. Ngannou? Yeah. So I one, think he, they had dinner the other night, mm -hmm. and then he said he left. He went to Cameroon or something, and he won't be back. And they said when he comes back, they're going to talk again. Yeah, I mean, Ngannou's mad. And it sounds like he has every right to be mad, but... Well, they... I think Ngannou needs to get over the fact that, I mean, I've been thinking about this a lot, and Ngannou needs to get over that he's not, like, he thinks he's McGregor draw, but he's, he's not. He's not even Izzy draw. That's what like, I mean. Izzy like, getting paid, Izzy's the biggest star not named McGregor. That's the thing that you need to remember when you're yeah. talking about Izzy. I mean, he's the heavyweight champion, and, and to me, that means something. Yeah, um, it definitely means something. Because if you're the heavyweight champion, you were the number one guy in the world. You were pound yep. for pound the guy. But one, I don't think he puts himself out out there enough. No, nah, and his last fight didn't do him any favors. Yeah, that too. Yeah. You know, like I mean, it, I was impressed by it given what he's done in the past and the fact that he was injured. Yeah. But for a casual audience, yeah, he didn't do himself any favors. But I think he has to Come out and be more boisterous. Yeah, he's got to be another guy who's got to like, you know, if the UFC's not going to do it for me, then I have to do it for myself. Maybe start talking wreck. You know, and, and maybe stop talking about boxing. I mean, if you want your yeah, money, yeah, yeah. here's 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 what, really what it is. If you want to go to boxing, give up the title and say I'm done in the UFC. I'm gonna I want to go box. Well, big thing is he has the, I guess, attitude of McGregor. Didn't do that. But, he, but, but, but another thing is, McGregor was very, very, very well established yeah, he, by the time 
he went over to fight Mayweather. I can't. I I just don't understand. Like you're not drawing the, the numbers. See, and that's what I was saying way back yeah. at the beginning. Is look at his last. Let me see if I can find the UFC 270 numbers. If you if you're not drawing numbers, who's gonna you know watch you fight so and so? Um, UFC 270. I don't think it has a buy rate. It, I mean, it definitely wasn't high. It couldn't have been given the new price of um, eighty bucks, and um, um, the rest of the card. Like it was Ngannou versus Gon, Moreno versus Figueroa, and then everyone else <laughs> prelim fights. I mean, Michelle Pajeya and Andre Fialo again, not a bad fight. Cody Stamen, Saeed Nurmagomedov, Michael Morales, Chevin Giles. They aren't awful fights, but let's be real. They're not. They're not main card fights on a pay per view, at least. Yeah. And, um. It just, yeah. I mean, I know we did the fight companion for that, and the co-main was pretty good. Um, and also, please stop saying Moreno got robbed. He definitely didn't. I know at the time I was like, well, Figueroa won, but you can make the case for Moreno. I looked at the stats. Figure uh, Moreno got knocked down three times. You can't get knocked down three times and win a fight, even if you outstrike your opponent. It's just, it's effective striking, and effective striking is getting knocked down. If you get knocked down, yeah. you can't expect well, to win the fight I mean, three times? Yeah. Well, they have that in boxing. You know, you get... You get a 10-8 round in boxing if yeah, you get a knockdown. Yeah, if you get knocked down. Um, but yeah, it's... That, that whole thing bugs me because... Uh, here's, here's, Tyson Fury puts out a poster with him and Ngannou, okay? Mm-hmm. And then Ngannou's like, okay, I'm going to box. But... You can't do that. You're, you're under contract. You I mean, yeah, you're under contract. Okay, you don't have a contract now. Come well, out. technically, I think he's on like a one-fight deal. I guess, technically. Because he's a champion, so he can't not be under contract. The UFC would either, either have to release him. Yeah, that's about it. Okay, so you have to release to him. and yeah. say, listen, I want my release. I'm giving up the title. And then you go box. Yeah, that's true. He could just relinquish the belt. Nothing's stopping him from doing that. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's so true. So if, if it's that important to you and you want to make money, then give up the title yeah. and go. Walk walk into Dana White's office, lay down the belt, say, I'm I'm no longer champion, and walk out. And just say, I, I want to pursue because, fight. Again, I want to pursue boxing. Technically isn't under contract. No. He's under the, the champion's clause. Then, which, yeah. So... That Which obviously like, only applies. It's like a, a like a you know a friendly handshake. It's, it's like a technicality. Of, yeah. It only applies as long as you have a belt. So if he goes to the UFC and he's like, oh, um, by the way, this belt, I don't want it anymore. I relinquish it. Then he's, I technically, I would imagine, no longer on that under that clause, and that would make him a free agent and he can go box Tyson Fury all he wants. Which another thing is, Tyson Fury is a champion. Um, he has that WBC belt, and I doubt the WBC is going to let him not fight Dillian White and go fight Ngannou. Uh, not happening. Go not, fight. See, Deontay Wilder, there's a fight. Not to, not to mention that Ngannou gets destroyed by Tyson Fury. Yeah, he gets picked apart. Now, again, I just uh, like I mentioned, Deontay Wilder, that might be a more winnable fight. Wilder also doesn't have a belt, so there's nothing you know, stopping him from yeah. going to fight him. And they both, I mean, you have the hardest puncher in boxer, in bo- hardest puncher in boxer, hardest puncher in boxing, and hardest puncher in the UFC. There you go. That's that's a massive fight. There it is. It's it's and it's gonna stand, and you're gonna just throw punches, and someone's like, going night night. No yeah. doubt, someone's going to sleep. So you can't. It it's just you can't say he he wants his cake and to, you know 
He wants his cake and he wants to eat it too. Yeah. So you can't be like, all right, I want this amount of money. I want to go box when I want to. And also, I'm going to be the UFC champion. See, the thing that, because I know he's probably going to say Connor did it. The thing is, let me let me look at, hang on. But Connor's, it's not, you can't even say that. You can't say because, oh, because Connor did it that I want to do it. You're not, you're not even close to that level. I want I got to look at McGregor's pay-per-view buys prior to fighting Mayweather. So that would be UFC 189, which sold 189, I, off the top of my head, I think, uh, 825,000. That's his first headlining card, mind you. Yeah. 194, which was a couple of months later, did 1.2 million. Okay? 196 did 1.3 million. Um, 202 did 1.6 million. I thought that did more for some reason. Anyway, um, and then 205 did 1.3 million. Okay? Then he goes to fight Mayweather, which does like 4 million. Then he comes back. Sets the, the record with Khabib for two point four million, and um, then his fight against Cowboy Cerrone. Now, that the rest of that card was pretty weak. Okay, that wasn't an exceptionally great card, um, and even the main event wasn't that massive. Yeah, yeah that did one point three million. Okay, and then two fifty seven against Poirier did one point six. And 264 did 1.5. So the thing I'm trying to get at here is McGregor brings money. He always has. And as much as I want to give the credit to Nganu and say, you know, he should, the the fact of the matter is he's not a draw like Conor. He's not a draw like Izzy. Like, if Izzy goes to Dana and says, yo, Dana, I want to go box Triple G. Or I want to go box Canelo. Well... Here's the thing. Izzy brings in money. Izzy, Izzy's a draw. Yep. So Izzy will get smashed. But he's a draw. <laughs> but he, I He's don't, a draw, yeah. whereas... Nah, I don't know if I want to see that, though, because Canelo's also like a foot shorter, almost. I don't think Izzy ever goes anywhere to go box. No, because Izzy's content doing what he's doing. And he's, a, he's mainly a kickboxer anyway. It, but. And Izzy also brings in money. Yep. He's getting paid because he's a draw. I mean, it's weird. It's like Nganu got the belt and he automatically thought, I'm a draw. No. I'm a draw. I mean, usually that's how some of it happens. Because, okay, you're the champ, da-da-da. He could, he legit, to me, could be the Mike Tyson of MMA. Oh, 100%. 100%. There's a lot of comparisons in the past, you know, but he could legit be this guy. If, you know... And I think part of it has to do with him, where he's got to take some blame. I mean, UFC 260, right? Oh, hang on. That's not UFC 260. Oh, God, excuse me. Um, 260 did less than 300,000 buys. Which, this is when all this started, mind you, because that was after he won the belt. You just... I don't know. I feel like you can't... You can't complain when your pay-per-views are selling less than half a million. Whereas Izzy, for example, he sells. His fights sell. Yep. Usman, his fights sell. Which is crazy because that wasn't always the case. But, I mean, his 2021 was so damn good that people want to watch him fight now. Um, Let me look at Izzy's pay-per-view numbers real quick. 
if I can I mean, find it, it, it. To Dana White, it literally comes down to money. All right, so here's Izzy's pay-per-view numbers, okay, that have been released. UFC 234, which he fought Anderson Silva. That became the main event the day of the fight because Whitaker had to pull out against Gaslam. That did 175000 But, again, Izzy then isn't Izzy now. And that was also the old pay-per-view. We had to call up the cable company and that. Uh, 253 against Costa, which had two title fights, but it wasn't the best card. Yeah. 700000 Against uh, Blahovich, 800000 And against Vittori, 600000 uh, Tonight's definitely going to do at least half a million, I'd, I'd imagine. Oh, yeah, I think it's, I think it's up in the eights. You think it's that high? Yeah. I think it does, my guess is, no less than 550000 Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think it's way above that. Because, I mean, you have Louis Tuivasa and then this, which, for an MMA fan, this match, this, this rematch is, is as big as it gets. Oh, yeah. It's as this big as it gets. This is one of the best rematches. I think it's the yeah. biggest middleweight title fight since Silva Weidman, too. I wouldn't, yeah, I, I'm not. It's the biggest title rematch in the division since yeah. then. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Because you literally be either one of these guys. This is a fight to me where you you're you don't know what's gonna happen. I mean, I know a lot of people are going off of the first fight. You can't. But There's no way. Whitaker has looked so good in his last three, and I think he has a different mindset now. I mean, I would still probably say it's fair to say that Izzy's gonna win, but that's I tell you what I tell you if, if we're gonna do predictions, I'll wait. But mine... Oh, I'm not doing a prediction. I can't. There's no way. This is just too much of a toss-up for mine me. Mine is back and forth the whole day. I don't I don't think I have one single prediction. I think it's... Well, if I do have any prediction, it's that it's going to be a closer fight than the first fight. That's my prediction. I don't know who's going to win. I don't. Does it go five? Yes. So it's a decision. I, I don't think Izzy's getting finished. And I think Rob's going to be smart enough this time to not get himself in the situations he did in the first fight. I mean, I could be wrong. Do but you think Whitaker can knock him out? I mean, he's got the power, but is he going to be able to land on him? Because Izzy's very difficult to land clean. Or to land clean on him, rather. Yes. Um, I mean, it's possible, obviously. When you're swinging four-ounce gloves, anything's possible. Um, is it likely? I don't think so. See, to me, I think Whitaker, Whitaker needs to go to the old Randy Couture style. Whitaker needs to grapple and take him down. Whitaker he needs, needs to, to do that. Box. Yep. Well, that's what get people it. are saying. He get needs get him up against the cage. Because if it's a technical fight, oh, Izzy's, Izzy's already won. It's over. He, he, if he's got to get in there, he's got to make it dirty. He's got to get him in the cage. He's got to lean on him. He's got a body shot. You know, gr- you know, grapple, Muay Thai clinch, knees. Yeah. You know, punch him in the leg. You know, all that. Kind I mean, of, because all that stuff. Make, again, make him wear. You know, you you wear him. I forget who was saying it, but they were saying if. It is a technical fight. Rob's lost. He's already lost. If he if he starts fighting Izzy's fight, it's over. It's over. I don't know. I mean, he's he's got to make it dirty. He's got to get in in tight. I think tight. it starts that way. I think Whitaker. I think they both. I think he'll stay with Izzy's technical stuff early. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I I, I think he can catch him. I think he could too, but I don't know if he will. Like he could, and it's a possibility. But Izzy's just so damn elusive. That's the thing. The only person who's ever really landed hard on him was Gastelum. Yeah. Which 
who Whitaker dismantled in his last fight. I mean, that fight wasn't even competitive. I got to pull up the stats no, for that fight. I was looking was, at that, it, and it was it was it, shocking. It like, really was because Gastelum looked fantastic against Izzy. And let's be, I mean, Gastelum didn't look bad against Darren Till. No. And then he lost to Hermanson in a quick submission. But the Darren Till fight, Gastelum didn't really look that bad, and that was a fight he could have won and maybe should have won. The the fight against Hermanson, you know, it is what it is. But and again, MMA math, I don't really want to even try to use it because yeah. it never works. <laughs> but Whitaker dismantled Gastelum in a way that Izzy did not, and it was it was crazy. I think it was Whitaker crazy. Has moved up to the next level. Hmm. Um, I think he's a different fighter now than he was two years ago. I do. I think he's a better fighter. I mean, he outlanded Kelvin Gastelum. I think he's a better fighter than, like... He outlanded Gastelum 169 to 70. Yeah, I think That's he's better crazy. than his like, last few fights. I think I think just mentally he's, he's moved a level up. You could see in his face from the stare-downs that he's just... Much more relaxed yes. than he was. He seemed real tense in the lead up to their first fight. He doesn't seem that way now. And you know what it reminded me of? It reminded me of Thug Rose. Yeah. Where if she... he starts saying I'm the best during <laughs> during the introductions, <laughs> is he better just pack it up? Yeah. It's over. It's but, over. Uh, it just reminded me of that where where she was like that too, and then she came back and she was yeah. That's not a bad comparison. Calm and just relaxed. And now Whitaker, after losing, okay, he's come back. He's destroyed his last. I mean, he looks. I I know I wrote this down. I gotta find this real quick. Hang on. But he, he didn't look like nervous. He didn't look overwhelmed. Now, was some of that have to do with fighting in your home country? You know, that that's weighs on somebody. Yeah, you know, look at uh, Derek Lewis fighting Houston. Yeah, we'll Um, get to that fight. He has outlanded his opponents. I did not write this down. Hang on, I gotta do the math. Give me a second. I'm bad at math, so I'm a communications major, not a not a math <laughs> major. But yeah, he he looks. His mindset is. Yeah, I think it's right where it needs to be. And and if I was Izzy, I would be a little nervous. He outlanded his last three opponents, three forty four to one seventy eight. That's severe. That's 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 close to two hundred. Um. I don't think Izzy's nervous. I don't... Um, I don't think Izzy's... I mean, sh- he should be a little nervous. He sh- I, I, I mean, he might be nervous in the sense of just But I don't think he gets fight nervous for fights like... You know what I mean? I think he's nah. always been... Like, his personality's not like that. Yeah. You know, he's he's competitive. And all these guys are competitive. But I even think there's a level of competitiveness that are, like... You know... I, I, I compare it to, like, Kobe Bryant competitiveness. Like, Kobe yeah. was, like... The top dude. Yeah, I mean, see, I just where he doesn't get nervous, he he gets excited for the moments. That's Izzy, and that's Izzy. Yeah, that's Izzy, Izzy. Izzy's like, I I need this. I mean, you don't. I mean, look at Izzy at middleweight. Except for the Gaslam fight, the dude hasn't even been tested. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's crazy, but I got I got to look at the the Vittori fight because I forget he t- that fight he toyed with him so bad well, yeah he definitely did he, he out- literally he was like I'm bored alright this is this is gonna sound weird he outlanded him 122 to 91 that's not that significant no but I mean I think it was also the shots though were heavy he also just toyed with him like you said I mean in 96 those were significant so but I I think he could have finished him I just don't think he cared enough 
No. I think he was like, eh, I'm just going to put on a show. I think he just wanted to punish her. <laughs> I, re-watched, I rewatched that fight the other day, and the funniest moment of that fight was at the end of it when um, Izzy starts, like, pretending to cry, and he, like, pats Victoria yeah. on, on, on the ass, and then um, and then the fight's over, and then the referee goes, and, you know, obviously, stop, because at the end of the fifth round, Vittori walks away, and Izzy falls down like he heard him, and he starts, like, pretending to cry. And then Vittori's saying, I won that fight. Yeah, you didn't win that fight. See, that's why Izzy's a draw, though. Stuff like that. Like, that was hilarious. That was hilarious. Yeah, he, you know, and and he even said that when he went up to Izzy. He's like, I won that fight. Yeah, he said that after the fight because I remember we were watching it and Izzy looked at him and he goes like this. He just starts laughing and he just, he threw his hands up. Like, what did he say? Oh, he found out later. He He thought he won the fight. Like, come on. Even his coaches, like Rafael Cordero, was like, yo, you got to go after him. Now, here's an interesting fact. Jan Blahovich outlanded Izzy 184 to 99. I didn't realize. Jan Blahovich outlanded Izzy 184 to 99. Wow. I didn't realize he outlanded him. I knew he outlanded him, but I didn't know it was that significant. Yeah, I didn't either. That's crazy. That's crazy. Now, Whitaker said, oh, um, what's his name? Blahovich laid the blueprint of how to beat Izzy. Um, I hope he's saying that just to toy with Izzy's mind because telling Izzy that that's how you're gonna, you know, no, beat no, him. That's no. a bad game plan. No, no, no. That's he, terrible. He said that to mess with him. Um, he definitely said that to get in his head. I was just gonna say Izzy outlaid Acosta fifty-five to twelve, but that much an unfair comparison because that fight wasn't even remotely competitive. And and for Izzy to say he he's in Co- or uh, Whitaker's head. First time around, he was. He definitely not this not time. Now. No There's way. No way. He's right no this way. Right now. No way. So I gotta look at the total strikes. That can't be right. So apparently, on on UFC's website, um, Izzy outlanded Gastelum sixty to eight in their fight. Um, considering that was fight of the year in twenty nineteen, uh, it's safe to say those figures are not accurate. <laughs> I find a lot um, of stuff on the UFC website not accurate. I'm trying to think of another. Is it whoever does their whoever does the UFC website? Please, come on. Yeah, I mean that was. There's fighters on there from like 2002 that are still active on the roster. Yeah, like, Pat Militich making a comeback. Get it together. Pat Militich and Carlos Newton the rematch. Jeez. It's coming. Um, the guy's been retired. He's like 75 years old. Let's go. Get it off. They got Boss Rutan coming back. Come on. They still have Kevin Randleman listed? I don't know. I hope not. I think the anniversary of his death was either yesterday or today, so. Oh, was it? R.I.P. the monster. We'll dedicate this episode to the monster Kevin Randleman. It's so disrespectful how much you don't hear about Kevin Randleman. Man, he was built. Built with he was a unit. substances. He was a unit, though. <laughs> oh, man. All right, I'm looking up Gaslam versus Adesanya stats. So, but, okay, here are the real stats. I hope I don't know because the stats on the UFC's website definitely were not accurate. Oh, and this is taking me to the UFC's website, but these are different. Okay, um, so the total was Izzy outstruck him one nineteen to ninety two. Okay. So pronounced, but not as pronounced as Whitaker's. Yeah. Um. So, and here's my other thing too. 
This fight, it, to me, is the battle of the nicknames. The Reaper and the Last Stylebender? Those are phenomenal. The coolest nickname. I still say Adesanya's got the best nickname in the sport, though. The Reaper. I mean, I'm, I'm a fan of the Reapers. Yeah. That's I, I like that one, too. nickname. I like that one, too. But Izzy, nah, Izzy's is so dope, though. The Last Stylebender? That, that's fire. It is. I mean, I don't watch anime, but that's a good nickname. Yeah, that's it a is. good nickname. I, I'm I, if I had to pick a nickname, then I'm going with Whitakers. Yeah, that's that's pretty savage. You know, that's pretty savage. The, um, the Reaper. Derek Brunson. He doesn't have a nickname. Derek Brunson doesn't. He doesn't. No, I'm looking at the rest of the card. Jared Cannonier is the killer gorilla. Well, I thought Brunson's was blonde Brunson. Well, people call him that, but like, uh. What's his name? Bruce Buffer's not going to say, Blonde yeah. Derek Bronson. Derek Lewis, the Black Beast. That's, so, that's, <laughs> that's, like, that's iconic. Yeah. It's literally iconic. Uh, Tied to Ivasa, Bam Bam. That's it's pretty good. That's good. I like that one. Alexander Hernandez. Take a guess at what his nickname is. The Great. Yep. Oh, what a Every shot. Alexander in the UFC's nickname is The Great. And the only one who can use it accurately is Volkanovski. Because he's a champ. Nah, what's his name was pretty good too. Who? Um, um, Gustafson. He's a mauler. Was he? Yeah, he's the mauler. So not not every Alexander. Let me huh. get. Let me. I always thought it was. No, he's Alexander the mauler. That's that's a good nickname. The Maulers, that's I like fire. That one. I like that. That's one. fire. I'm trying to think of the. Let me look up a list of the best nicknames in the UFC because some of them are great. Some of them are awful. Yeah, but they're so great. I like so, Chuck. Chuck's is one of the, the Iceman. Yeah. Iceman. Let's see. This is on Tapology. The Korean Zombie. Yeah. Man. Well, I mean that's so iconic. That's literally all anybody calls him. True. No one that, calls him Chan Song Jung. Well, you know that's probably why. It's a tough name to say. It's not that tough. It's Korean easy. Zombie. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Vanderlei Silva, the Axe Murderer. That's a yeah. Sick one. That's iconic. The Natural Born Killer, Carlos Condit. That's also good. Rampage. It's, a, it's good for him, but overall, I don't think it's, like, a great nickname. That's true. Um, I don't know, though. I like it. I like it because I just call him Rampage Jackson. Yeah. Um, the Iceman, Chuck. Yeah, that's a great one. Mauricio Shogun Hua. That's a big one, too, because no one calls him Mauricio. No, Everyone calls him Shogun. Shogun. Yep. Yep. Ian Uncle Creepy McCall. That's great. That's well, funny. That's a good one. <laughs> um, Ronaldo Jacare Sosa. That's another big one. No one calls him. Ronaldo. Yeah. Here's one. And I might butcher his last name, so I apologize in advance. But Mirko Filopovic Krokop. Obviously, everyone just calls him Mirko Krokop. Yeah. I, I may have pronounced his last name wrong. My apologies Krokop, if I have. I think it's right. Yeah. yeah. Um, the Last Emperor, Fedor. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's a good one. Here's you, Like, you say them, and you know who they are. Here might be like... This might be my favorite from the old Pride days. Kazushi Sakuraba, the Gracie Hunter. That, that's, that's a good one. That's good. Yeah, that's like a, a, a custom. Like, yeah, <laughs> yep. Um, Yoshihiro Akiyama, Sexy Yama. That's, that's a, a good one. I that's like good. That. I love that's it. Terrible. I love it. That's terrible. I love it. What's Chael's? Is it his the gangster? I technically don't know if he has one. Um, oh, ba- Boss Ru and El Guapo. Yeah. Yep. Um, Stefan Bonner, the American Psycho. It's good, but is it like... Better than some of these. I would have just gone with Psycho. Yeah. The Spider. Anderson? I mean, you say this, and you know, Spider Silva, you're like, oh, I know who that is. Jason Mayhem Miller? Nah. I think he's in jail again. That wouldn't surprise me. 
Roy Big Country Nelson. That's a good one. We yeah, can see that's a good one. yeah. Roy Big Country Nelson. Huge, I'm not a huge. I'm not a huge <laughs> fan of his, but I respect his he nickname. Definitely it's funny. should have given Big Belly Nelson. <laughs> Leota the Dragon Machida. Yeah, that that's a, it, that one reminds me of like an old karate. Yeah, you know. John Bones Jones. That's just dumb. No, it's not. you want to know what his first nickname was? What? Sexual Chocolate. Well, they're both stupid. Well, Bones is one hundred thousand times better. Well, yeah, but it's still dumb. But imagine Bruce Buffer saying, "The reigning, defending, no. undisputed UFC light heavyweight champion of the world, John Sexual Chocolate Jones." Like Bones just flows so nice. Bones. John Bones Jones. He's an idiot. It just flows. No good matter now. what. I mean, okay, yes, we talked about John with with Goldie on our last show with the interview. John might be the goat, though. I've been thinking about I it. I tell you what, he might be the goat. <laughs> doesn't matter. Mike Goldberg is awesome, fantastic. Shout out Goldie. Shout out Goldie. He could say John Jones is the greatest human being on the planet. Yeah, but yeah, I know where you're going with this. And I still can't stand the guy. But it doesn't also doesn't change oh. the five times he got arrested. No, it's and it's just like And you know the steroids and stuff. He, moving on from him though, here's my favorite nickname of all time. Ruthless Robbie Lawler. I love it. Yep. Ruthless. Yep. That's exactly I'll tell you what. Funny story. When we went to I believe it was the Las Vegas fight. Actually, I have to look that up. If you can, if you can, you look that up real quick. Um, yeah, Jamie, pull that up. Oh, Jamie's uh, not here. UFC uh, Vitor Belfort versus Tito Ortiz. I right, put uh, UFC thirty-three. UFC thirty-three. How many years ago was that? That was back in two thousand. Oh no, that was canceled. So they ended up fighting, though. Obviously. Yes. Um. Yeah. Let me just go on. Wikipedia and search up one of those guys because that is not so we'll get accurate. back to that real quick but when I heard Ruthless Robbie Lawler when he fought mm-hmm. when I heard his nickname I'm like I like this dude that was at UFC 51 in 2005 that you know from wait 2005 okay so that was this night that was Super Saturday I uh, bad news what? Robbie didn't fight on that card. No, no, no. I don't understand oh, that. Oh, okay, okay, okay. No, I, I, I kind of mixed them both together. I loved, when I heard Ruthless Robbie Lawler, I I was like, I like this guy. He's going to be one of my favorite fighters. Mm-hmm. That's why I started to like him. But this was the first pay-per-view live event that I was at. Really? This was Tito Ortiz, Vitor, Super Saturday. Okay. In Vegas. 2005. Holy crap, that was a long time ago. Yep, that was my first one. It was the the weekend of the Super Bowl. It was the Eagles Patriots when they played yeah. the Super Bowl. Arlovsky and Sylvia one was on that card. Yes, they were. Yes. Yep. Um, Evan Tanner, David Terrell. Yep. Evan Tanner, shout out Evan Tanner. Rest in peace. R.I.P. Evan Tanner. Nick Diaz was on that card. First fight of the night against Drew Fickett. Yep. Yeah. Um, getting back to the good nicknames. Um, Frankie the Answer Edgar. I like that one. It's a good one. You know, I'm, I was trying. You know what I'm surprised I haven't seen yet? George Rush St. Pierre. Uh, what a. I don't think that was like an all time classic. Oh, this one. This can't be real. Rick the Ginger with the intent to injure Pfeiffer. <laughs> He's 5 and 6 as a pro, and he ended his career on a five fight losing streak. Well, he has a great nickname. That's, all, that's, that's a good one. <laughs> that's incredible. Awesome. That's incredible. 
Um, ginger? What is it again? The ginger with the intent to injure. <laughs> that's classic. Ah, that can't be real. Yo, that's so good, though. That's hilarious. Imagine having to say that every time he fights. <laughs> I mean, he definitely didn't fight in the UFC, but imagine Bruce Buffer. Rick, the ginger with the intent to injure Pfeiffer. <laughs> Dude, that's so funny. That's so good. Um, <laughs> listen so to bad. this guy. Jeff Scary Nickname Nader. <laughs> that doesn't even make sense to me. That's so funny. Oh, man. Oh, this is good. Um, oh, this is another good one. Igor Ice Cold Von Chanchen. Okay. That's he, not, okay. Shout out Igor Von Chanchen. I like Jared Can. What's his last name? Jared Cannonier. Cannonier. Kill a gorilla. I like that. This is another good one. Violent Bob Ross, Luis Pena. He's got arrested like two times in a row. <laughs> so definitely. So, uh, you said Derek Brunson doesn't have a nickname, right? He doesn't. No. This here says the one. Oh really? The one Derek Brunson. That's terrible. Derek the one Brunson. That's that's terrible. He should go back to not having a nickname. Here are some classics. Junior Sagano dos Santos. The Huntington Beach bad boy, Tito Ortiz. It's iconic. It is. It's iconic. iconic. When you say that, you know who you're talking about. Rowdy, Ronda Rousey. Another Terrible. one. It's iconic, though. Oh, my God. Do I can... I, oh, here's a, here's a good one. Anthony Rumble Johnson. I do like Love that, that one. one. The notorious Conor McGregor. Uh, speaking of Rumble Johnson, he had a few choice words for uh, Bruce Buffer. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. Bruce I saw was... That. Bruce, let me, can I just say Bruce was a little out of line for saying that? Didn't Bruce say something like, when you leave the USC, you're irrelevant? Yeah. Bruce, yeah, well, <laughs> don't, I don't even want to get started on Bruce Buffer because Bruce Buffer. Well, he's saying it because without the UFC, he would be irrelevant. I don't mean it mean to Bruce; he's iconic. But without the UFC, you only know Michael Buffer. So Bruce, Bruce thinks his like level of greatness is like Bruce definitely's cocky. Cocky, yeah. I, I uh, he's better than Joe Martinez though. Well, yeah. <laughs> Israel Adesanya, his nickname on uh, Tapology here is listed at seventy-two. Who's number one? Um, oh, I forget. I got to go back. All I, yeah, I, let's skip. Doug those. Rose, Nama Yunus. That's my. That's one of my favorites. Here's a great one: Curtis Razorblades. That that's what like the best use of making your last putting your last name with that's a nickname. It's a great yeah. one. Um, you know who else is I like that might not be on there is who? Chris the Crippler Lieben. That is on there. Yeah, is I forgot it? to mention okay. that. Um, Diego Nightmare Sanchez. Yeah. Babalu Sabral. I love Babalu. Yeah, Babalu. Classic. Frank Tickle. I've seen, I've seen Babalu fight like four times. Yeah? Yeah. Um, see, I don't like this one. Um, no, actually, never mind. I do like that one. Uh, let's move on to the next list here. The next page of the list. El Kukui is at 102. There's no way it should be, he should be that low. El Kukui's so dope. Everybody knows him. Rich Ace Franklin. Yeah. Demetrius Mighty Mouse Johnson. Yeah, that's fair. Mighty Mouse isn't the best nickname. I mean, I call him Mighty Mouse, but it's not like the most frightening yeah. nickname. Yeah. Um, Platinum Mike Perry. Yeah, Mike, I love that one. Mike I love Perry's. it. I'm, I'm about to buy that. Uh, watch that bare knuckle fight next week. Him versus Julian Lane, the Let Me Bang Bro guy. You know that pay per view is only five dollars. Really? <laughs> yeah. Shout out to Mike Perry. Dude, Mike Perry is hilarious. I hope, I don't want to, nah, I shouldn't even say that, but. You hope he gets knocked out? No, no, no. I saw, I really hope he gets checked after he gets done fighting. Were you, oh, like institutionalized? No, well, yeah, I don't think he's fully 
there. I don't think he's fully, you know. I like Mike Perry though. He's a wild card. One of my favorite, one of my favorite moments in UFC history was when Mike Perry back in 2020 he fought and beat Mickey Gall, and the only person in his corner was his girlfriend. Yes, yo, yeah, that was so funny, and he won convincingly too. And there was no corner advice; he just came in and gave him like the drinks. Like you're doing great, baby, and he won. It was so funny. He is. It was so funny. The wild card of wild cards. Yeah, I love Mike Perry. He was though. at a bare knuckle fight commentating and got into a fight with another fighter. Yeah, that was Julian Lane who was yeah. fighting. The guy from Tough. You know, he was like, let me bang, man. Yeah. Let me bang, bro. That, that's a great tough moment. Uh, Michael DeCount Bisbing at 134. It's kind of low. Yeah, I mean, that's... Here's your favorite fighter. Um, Aljamain Funkmaster Sterling. That's a pretty cool nickname, though. You got to be honest. Ooh, Michelle Waterson, the karate hottie. I mean, that's coming up with something, like, classic right there. Yeah, that, that, is, that is classic. Um, Cowboy Cerrone was on here, obviously. I think he should be higher for the sole fact that pretty much everybody just calls him Cowboy. cowboy. There's Alex Cowboy Oliveira, but nobody calls him Cowboy like they do Cowboy no, Cerrone. you say Cowboy, you think of one guy. Cowboy Cerrone. Here's another good one. Um, Paul Bearjew Craig. I don't get it, but it's, it's good, though. Yeah. Um, yeah, these are kind of getting... Oh, Khabib's at 167, the eagle. That's iconic, though. That's the thing. Francis at 172, the predator. You know why I, I think he got that nickname? He used to have the dreads like the predator when he first started fighting. Yeah, it looked like the the movie, right? Yeah. Um, Chael Sonnen. He, he, Chael Sonnen's the only person listed here without a nickname. Just says Chael Sonnen. <laughs> <laughs> Chael's funny. Oh, he made a post on Twitter. I got to see it. It was, literally it was like yesterday, but it was so funny. Hang on, I gotta find it. Um, and then we'll probably end this one here. And continue on the next episode. Um, leave you with words from the man himself, Chael Sonnen. He said, "I yelled cow to a woman on a bike. She gave me the finger." Then plowed right into the cow. I tried. <laughs> Chael Sonnen. God oh, bless. man. When you're the best fighter on the planet, they have a name for you. Chael Sonnen. <laughs> we'll leave it there with that one. Uh, we'll see you guys next time around. Uh, we are Throwing a Leather. I'm Justin. I'm Corey. Stay safe, guys.